0: so welcome along to episode 106 of the podcast mark Shardler here 10 minutes daily chat about the olympics and paralympics about the kitting out um, occasion really in birmingham alongside me someone who's been on the podcast a few times with some interesting stories to tell as well it's uh, team gb's hockey captain the men's side adam dixon adam great to see you in person
1: Hi, Mark. Yeah, it uh, makes a change, doesn't it, of being sat on one end of a com- computer screen talking yeah. to each other the last couple of times. But um, yeah, it's nice to, nice to be here in Birmingham. Um, this is sort of a significant milestone on the, on the journey with the prep to, towards Tokyo. So it's all feeling very, very real um, and the excitement's building.
0: One thing we have talked about in the past is you're one, well, you were the newest dad when we did one of the podcasts. I don't know if you're still Team GB's newest dad or not. No, no, longer, no longer. No. no longer. But you've had four days with the, your little one, so you've got bags under your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But how's it going as a dad?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Um, you know, I think what would have been so sweet this summer would would have been that my wife and kid would have been been there, Rafe in Tokyo with us, but that's not going to happen. So we've had a bit of time to di- digest that. But, you know, it's, it's um, certainly been tough. Um, four days on my own, trying to get him to sleep, get into all the routines. It's, uh, I, you know, I have a real appreciation now for what actually my wife does go through on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute basis. And um, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit weary-eyed right now, but um, yeah. Hey but good. as
0: well as kitting out, Day, this is your first Father's
1: Day. Indeed. And I was promised breakfast in bed and it wasn't delivered. Oh, no, no, but I surprised. did have to choose because it off was quite like early this morning. morning yeah. Yeah, 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 no. Um, yeah, First Father's Day. Quite special. Um, right. And who'd have thought I'd... Yeah, I never thought I'd be going into Olympic Games as a father. Um, it was always planned sort of after retirement and after games. But now um, yeah, here we are. We're just trying to take everything in our stride. Um, and yeah, I think we'd doing a pretty good job
0: (laughs) yeah so um yeah what about this group of guys then that you've you've brought along here today i mean you've been through this before it's an exciting day and it's a day i always think that a team especially the younger members of the team suddenly realize what an olympian means
1: yeah it's it's some of the imagery you know as soon as you step foot in the door you're greeted with you know powerful images of you know previous olympic campaigns you know some of the icons that we come to know and love and have become household names. So, you yeah, know, it really does hit home. Um, sort of always have to sort of curtail this a little bit by saying, you know, we're not here for the tracksuits, we're not here for the kit, we're here to win medals and that's, you know, that's one thing to sort of get over it. Luckily, we're 30 days ahead, you know, of, 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 of games. So we've got a bit of time to digest that. But it's, it really is special, you know, seeing all the the, the the GB kit, you know, is looking really good this time around in Tokyo. I know Tokyo is a pretty fashion-conscious city, so we, we're doing a good job by uh, looking the part whilst we're there.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've got a fair amount of kits to take back with you. You've, have you got one of those buzzer things I see people carrying around? Oh, no,
1: I don't know. Uh, no, maybe what the you didn't need tailoring, no.
0: then. I think perhaps they're for tailoring. To, uh, for, okay, for uh, no, when I don't. Clothes yeah, get yeah. People are carrying buzzers I around. I was
1: given the wrong. Uh, I was given a thirty-four waist pair of trousers that were quick obviously far too big for a short guy like me and then in the cubicle next door I could hear David Ames who's about a 34 saying that he couldn't squeeze into his 30 waist Trousers. So I think there was a bit of a mix-up, but we have managed to get that right. He came out with no super tight, skinny, skinny trousers on, and I was looking like a, a, a clown in a clown suit. But um, yeah, well, we're, we've resolved that now.
0: Well, isn't it? It's good of you to turn up, though, isn't it? Because you were, were you an usher for George Pinner's wedding? <laughs> I thought this might come up. Well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was an usher, and uh, actually, Harry Martin, who's also here, um, we were actually living in um, Rotterdam at the time, the year after the Olympics. We played play the season out in Holland and um, we missed the first flight from Amsterdam to uh, Heathrow that morning and luckily we made the next flight uh, but I was you know in a pool of sweat rushing to the uh, to the church venue um, I greeted uh, his wedding guests in I did make it into tails but I was in a pair of Nike trainers how did you miss the flight <laughs> uh, I'm I'll, uh, I'll I'll get Harry to answer <laughs> that one, <laughs> but yeah, it was a it could have been a it have been a complete no-show but it was one of those we determined to make it work and we got there just in the nick of time
0: didn't you also miss the, uh, the measuring up for the suits as uh, well
1: I, that, I had a better excuse for that I was in Holland and couldn't really justify spending all that money to come back but I trusted George to fit me out in a, in a reasonably sized I gave him my measurements actually okay. uh, actually at that point I was in India and I saw Indian tailors and I went in and got them to measure me so I had accurate measurements so oh right So it all oh, fit I looked yeah. the part I was just in trainers and not uh, some <laughs> shiny black shoes <laughs>
0: very good um so well you know we've talked in the last six months about the uncertainties of the games and the role that you've had during the the, the last year or so mm. but now here it is you know captain of the team who's going to be getting on a plane in a couple of weeks time
1: yeah it's uh it's all come round so quickly so fast i've not really had especially with having a newborn um just hadn't no time to really stop and take it all in so it's been one week to the next one month to the next and we're we're finally here and you know there were times where i just truly didn't believe the olympics would go ahead i just didn't see how it could be logistically possible but you know huge credit to the japanese the ioc it's, it's all falling into place and um, i've seen even seen images of the the athletes village this morning on 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 tv so yeah it's all uh, it's all it's all coming together and we just can't wait now to to go and show what we're about because we're there to play hockey, we're there to win medals, and I think we're, yeah, we're in a we're in a good spot.
0: Is the, is the squad in a good spot then? Do you feel that there's a bit of momentum towards the way you're playing among them?
1: Yeah, I, it's obvious that you know this squad is made up quite heavily of English players, a few, a few Welsh guys, and uh, Scott in in the reserve position, but. As England, we recently went to the European Cup and we, we, you know, we finished fourth, we missed out on a medal and that was really frustrating. But I think it was more so frustrating because we were so, so close to, to coming back and with, with with medal. Um, so, you know, we're not, I think we're in a good spot. If I rewind five years to Rio, we actually, a few weeks out from the games, we were playing really, really well and we'd beaten Belgium, we'd beaten Holland, beaten, you know, Germany and it felt like we were in a really good spot. And then at Rio, we sort of, yeah, I guess we we hadn't been kept honest by some of the results. We got carried away thinking that we were going to beat everyone when we got there. And actually this time round, although we didn't get a medal in, in Amsterdam last week, I felt like our performance is really warranted, you know, like some of the other teams around us to feel really nervous when they come up and play us. So we beat Belgium, they're the world champions, they'll be the favourites going into Rio. And we beat them and we got under their skin. Um and for the first time I felt like you know, we, we actually dictated that game rather than them. So it's, um, I think, yeah, we're, we're just simmering away. We're not getting carried away. And I think as captain, that's sort of where i like us to be, you know, a bit of an underdog, but re- ready to upset a few of the more established teams. Uh, Olympics.
0: <laughs> yeah, and a good place. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns out there. You know, the conditions will be tough. You'll have a whole run of games in a short period of time. So there are opportunities all the time at Olympic Games.
1: Yeah um and i think just the nature of how team gb operate you know they cover every single um, you know they turn over every stone to make sure that every single detail, whether it's you know traveling out there, whether we've, you know we're comfortable, we've got the right food. Once we're in in the village, you know Team GB do an amazing effort of making it feel more homely and not just you know like a student accommodation. Like they you know we've got all the flags everywhere and home furnishings, which really does make a difference. So I think you know Team GB are well set up for making the most of those opportunities and turn them into a competitive advantage. So. Yeah, it's a, it's the case of now is capitalising on that, um, and I think yeah between us and the and the women's squad, I think there's going to be uh, yeah something special going on this summer.
0: Have you got a nugget to leave us with? Because you gave gave me um, some brilliant ones in the last couple of interviews. So you're looking you're looking worried now. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> you talked about you know linking up with uh, Andrew Strauss and yeah. talking to the England rugby guys, yeah. and I wonder is there anything that that you can reveal um, for, yeah, for I one think last one the, moment?
1: One of the best things that's happened in the last couple of weeks is actually getting the opportunity to meet the 1988 gold medal winning captain when the men's hockey team last won uh, gold in uh, Seoul. So Richard Dodds came to Bisham Abbey where we train and um, he's poked his head through the, through, the, through the gate and some people were like, who's this? Is it, is it a drugs tester? Because we'd had a series of, now we're getting close, we would had drugs testers coming out almost every day. So everyone was like, oh gosh, it's a drug tester. And I was like, no, 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 so I don't know, probably all too young, I'm one of the oldest. So I still remember, I, I was two at the time, but I remember sort of the legacy that that, that, that side left um, in the years years beyond that and I was like this is the captain he's got a gold medal probably in his pocket ready to show you and he came over he said some really nice words and one thing that really stuck out for me uh, when I chatted to him afterwards in private was that they just became for that four or five year period where they had that success at World Cups and Olympics they were just the team that everybody hated to play against and it wasn't necessarily you know the always the pretty hockey and you know Sean Curley was and Imran Shawani scoring goals and free-flowing hockey it wasn't all about that it was being a real tight-knit team who were just a bugger to play against and I think if we can take a little ounce of that and I think we showed some of that as, albeit as the English team in Amsterdam last week if we can come together as GB and really show that um, I think yeah we'll, we'll, uh, we'll certainly ruffle some feathers and, and create a few upsets
0: That's a nice nugget to leave us with thank you very much no Adam worries. I wish you all the best on your journey. Happy Father's Day, of course, and enjoy the next few weeks. um, And I know you'll do your best. Thanks ever so much. Thanks for having me. And that's Adam Dixon, captain of Team GB Hockey, who will be flying off to Tokyo in a couple of weeks' time here at the Kitting Out with his colleagues all around. You'll probably hear some of the, the games and some of the, the noises of the, the Kitting Out experience here in Birmingham. Well, that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for the emails and all the kind comments. And I'll have another nugget for you tomorrow. Bye-bye.